Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. The NBA season is in full swing, and when I can't get enough of the action on the court, I spice things up by betting on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. I was looking at the lines for making the playoffs today, and you can get the Lakers at plus 115 to make the playoffs, and the Warriors, check this out, at plus 205 to make the playoffs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code HOOPS. That's H-O-O-P-S. New customers can bet 5 bucks on the NBA and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code HOOPS. That's H-O-O-P-S. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 877-8- Hope NY or text Hope NY to 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight here at The Volume. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope all of you guys had an incredible week. Here's a quick breakdown of how this weekend is going to go because, as you know, I'm leaving to go to Breckenridge tomorrow and I'm not getting back till Wednesday. Today's show is just going to be our MVP rankings. Then later this afternoon, I'm recording with the Nerd Sesh guys. We picked 11 teams 
that are my top tier of contenders plus some of the teams that are kind of on the fringe. We're going to play a game of higher or lower, whether or not we're higher on the team than we were to start the season or lower on the team than we were to start the season. We're recording that today. That'll be released over the course of the time while I'm gone. And then I'm also recording the mailbag today. That'll be running while I'm out of town. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have lots of mailbag content. And we're going to be doing a check-in, basically a mid-season check-in on all of the contenders with the Nerd Sesh guys. But in this episode, just covering our MVP rankings. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. It would mean a lot to me if you guys would take a second to scroll down and hit subscribe. Don't forget about our podcast feed if you're more into that format. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts under Hoops Tonight. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss show announcements as well as the film threads that I do in the morning. And then last but not least, keep dropping mailbag questions in the YouTube comments so we can hit them throughout the season. All right, let's talk some basketball. So I'm dropping three guys out from our list two weeks ago. De'Aaron Fox, because the Kings are on a four-game slide. Things are looking really bleak out there in Sacramento. Tyrese Halliburton, uh, just because he's injured, and so I want to use this list to kind of highlight other players. Obviously, if he comes back, he'll rejoin the list. And with Pascal Siakam here in Indy, I I shouldn't say here, there in Indy, I would expect him to be back on the list before too long. And then lastly, Kawhi Leonard, I'm dropping out. Not because Kawhi's not doing very well, but simply because Paul George has been the Clippers' best player for the last few weeks. And so I just want to highlight him specifically. Obviously, I still view Kawhi as a uh, an MVP candidate, for, but for the purpose of this list, I want to highlight Paul George today. All right, let's get started. Number 10, Donovan Mitchell. The Cavs are red hot. They've won 11 of their last 14 games. Donovan Mitchell in that span, 30 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists per game on 49% from the field, 37% from 3, and 88% from the line. But it's the defensive end that I want to highlight in this particular segment. That's where I've been most impressed by him this season. He's having the best defensive season of his career in my opinion. His speed makes him really useful, especially in help and recover situations. Obviously, they're using Isaac Okoro more on the ball, but what Donovan Mitchell can do is he can dig down on a post player, dig down into a driving lane, while also having the speed to chase shooters off the line. It's made him really useful. And here's the thing. The Cavs have lost two of their top four players, and they've been trucking right along. And that mostly has to do with Donovan Mitchell. All right, number nine, Jalen Brunson. The Knicks have won eight out of their last 10 games and some quality wins in there. They beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. They also beat the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid in the lineup. And Jalen Brunson has just been a steady force for them all season. 28 points per game, four rebounds, and eight assists in this 10-game span on 59% true shooting. Here's a crazy stat for you guys. Jalen Brunson has a 76% effective field goal percentage on unguarded catch-and-shoot jump shots this season. We always think about him on the ball, but he's been one of the best off-ball players in the league this year. In fact, he's been the very best spot-up player in the league, minimum 100 possessions. He's converting spot-up possessions at 1.5 points per possession. Absolutely insane. He is the best player on a team winning 60% of their games, In an NBA, that's not easy to win 60% of your games in. Number eight, Luka Doncic. He's played in just three games in the last 14 days as he works his way back from this ankle injury. And the Mavs have lost three out of five. So I'm dropping him down to eight just for right this moment. Number seven, Anthony Edwards. Really starting to cook. He averaged just 23.6 points per game in his first 20 games this season on 44% shooting and 37% from three in his last 18 games. 
29 points per game, 49% from the field and 39% from three. And most importantly, just in terms of his attitude and the way he carries himself on the court, he's really starting to feel like an alpha dog in this league. We kind of saw this at first at Team USA, right? Where he just kind of ascended above the group, not just in the way he played, but in the way he carried himself. But that was mostly B-list NBA stars, right? Now we're starting to see that against the best players in the league. Like All of that span, that last 18 games, that encompasses that stretch where the Wolves played awesome teams every single night. And he's been insanely good in that stretch, going toe-to-toe with the best players in the league. They're outscoring opponents by 7 points per 100 possessions in this span with him on the floor. They have a 120 offensive rating with him on the floor, all against quality opponents, right? 62% true shooting. So Ant's super efficient at that position, which has been an issue for him in the past. And again, all against a gauntlet of insanely good opponents. The rise of Anthony Edwards that we predicted on this show before the season is happening right before our eyes. Number six, Paul George. Really gone up in aggressiveness since the new year. In his last eight games, 28 points per game to go with five rebounds and six assists on 69% true shooting. He's been the best player on his team in the last month or so. Dominating on and off the ball. The shot creation stats are insane. And Paul George post-up has been worth 1.35 points per possession. That is the third best mark in the league, minimum 50 possessions. So lower volume than the normal list that I pull for all the big you know, centers that run hundreds of post-ups every single year. But for like the relatively low volume guys, minimum 50 possessions, that's third best in the league. By the way, for those of you who are curious... Number two, Jaime Jaquez Jr. on that list. And Kristaps Porzingis at number one. He's at almost a point and a half. Kristaps has just been insane, just like he was last year, beating switches in the post. Paul George is also getting 1.12 points per ISO. That's sixth out of 18 players to run at least 150. So he's been one of the best high-volume ISO players in the league this year. And then really good pick-and-roll player, too. 1.03 points per pick-and-roll, including passes. That's 27th out of 65 players to run at least 250. So been one of the best on-ball guys in the league, but he's also been one of the best off-ball guys in the league. Is you know the One of the beautiful things about bringing James Harden on board is he's just getting a lot of advantage situations where a guy's closing out at him. It's funny... When I work with my young kids, the the high school kids that I coach, we always work on king of the court, but from the standpoint of attacking closeouts because – you know, it's not that you don't want to work on one-on-one stuff, but primarily at that high school level, I think one of the most important development aspects for a young player, especially if you want to play at the next level, because most college coaches, they're not just going to let a dude cook an ISO all night long, right? Like they're running an offense and they're trying to generate advantages so that a guy can play. And that's a huge uh, play with an advantage. And that's a huge element to what makes a scorer a good score is you get 20 shots in a game for a top-tier score, and we always think about post-ups, isos, and pick-and-rolls, but a real good offense has flow. You're playing with five other players, and the ability to attack with an advantage is so important. And so I set up these kids with, like, you know, they're throwing the ball out and closing out. So they're still playing king of the court, but they're working on offense on individual moves that you'll actually use in a real basketball game more frequently than not, right? And this this is an interesting stat for you. 1.29 1.29 points per spot up possession from Paul George. Fourth out of 45 players 
to run at least 150. So he's been one of the very best spot-up players in the league this year. You give Paul George a defender sprinting at him, he's going to knock down the catch-and-shoot shot if you close out short, and if you close out hard on him, he's got all of those close-out attacking moves, that higher-level ISO attack with the defender sprinting at him, which just makes him such a useful player on a team that has Kawhi Leonard and James Harden. If they need him to initiate offense, he can do so. But when he's off the ball, while Kawhi has it, while Russ has it, while James Harden has it, he's one of the best offensive players in the league in that type of setting, which has made him super, super useful and valuable on the Clippers. He's been the best player on that team for the last month or so. Number five, Jason Tatum. When he's missing his pull-up three, he's kind of like just below that top tier of superstars, right? Just because he hunts that shot so much. It's like a third of his offense, right? But when he's making it, he looks like one of the best players in the league, and he is making it right now. In the Boston Celtics' last 10 games, Jason Tatum has made 22 out of his 45 pull-up threes. That's 1.47 points per shot. His Effective field goal percentage on pull-up shooting has been ticking up all season. He's up to 46% in effective field goal percentage on the season now. He clearly views that shot as his go-to move. He actively hunts it. We saw that in the Minnesota Timberwolves game the other night. He gets Carl Towns on a switch, and he's not looking to drive past him. He's looking to set him up for a pull-up three. And if he can make it at anything close to that clip when they get to the playoffs, just forget about anything else. They're just going to win the title. Like if, if Tatum's making 40% of his pull-up threes in the playoffs, the Celtics are winning the title. That's just what's going to happen. Number four, Nikola Jokic. The numbers aren't super impressive by Jokic's standards since our last list. 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists per game. But he's shooting 70% from the field. And quite frankly, he doesn't really seem all that interested in winning MVP. Uh, in fact... I would argue probably would I, I bet you if we could give him some truth serum, he'd be like, I'd prefer not to, right? Uh, he took 12 shots total in a back-to-back uh, in two games against the Jazz and Pistons last week. Like those are games where Embiid's trying to score, trying to score, trying to score, and he's getting you know 40 points, right? And Nikola Jokic is like, oh, it's the Pistons. I'm just not going to shoot this game, and I'm just going to pass the ball around, right? You know, so uh, uh, but the, even with that, he's just too good at basketball to not be high on this list. So I still have him at number four, even if he's not necessarily uh, going after the award. Number three, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Basically the one big bright spot with the Bucs this year. The Bucs are weird. They're 28-13, and 13, which is the third best record in the league. Albeit they've played a super easy schedule. They've uh, had the third easiest schedule in the league so far, and they have the eighth toughest remaining schedule. So we'll learn more about them in the long run. But they've had these like super ugly, like lifeless losses, and their defense can be downright embarrassing at times. Like, like imagine being the third best record in the league, and you're a bottom 10 defense. Like That's not something you see very often in the NBA. But Giannis is the reason they're 28 and 13. He's a nightly regular season wrecking ball, right? And he carries them through most of their issues. How about 31 points, 12 rebounds, and seven assists on 60% shooting since our last MVP list two weeks ago? Number two, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I made my first regular season NBA bet in a while last night. I I love to bet the NBA playoffs, uh, but I dislike betting. I only 
place a, a handful of bets during the regular season because the wild swings in effort from every team from night to night between travel and who knows what they did last night if it was a one of their teammates' birthday parties and they all went out or if they you know met with a friend in the city or something like that. It's just really difficult to to kind of predict that kind of stuff and those swings are much more easy to predict in the playoffs. So I love betting the NBA when we get in the playoffs. But I placed a bet on an NBA regular season game last night and the, it was the Oklahoma City th- uh, Thunder on the road in Utah. I have this theory about the NBA regular season that really young and fast teams that play hard every night just will rack up wins. Like, like we're, we're literally seeing this with the Cavs as they're down a bunch of talent, but they're just young and they're fast, right? Like Donovan Mitchell and Isaac Okoro just bring this crazy straight line speed on both ends of the floor. We're seeing it with the Utah Jazz right now. Well, the Oklahoma City Thunder are the best version of that. The Jazz were 15-5 and five going into that game last night at home. They had won nine in a row. But I just had a feeling like, yeah, but you're playing the Thunder. They're also young. They also play hard every night. They're also super fast, and they're just better at it than the Utah Jazz. And it ended up being a little bit close because every single time the Thunder ended up going up by 10, 12 points, the Jazz would just kind of battle back and, and chip away. But I ended up winning that one regular season bet. <clears throat> I just thought it was an interesting kind of like example of that regular season dynamic that I'm talking about. But Shea Gilders Alexander has gone for 30 plus in 29 of his 40 games this season. He shot over 50% from the field in 26 of his 40 games this season. He's only shot below 40% from the field in three games this year. He's one of the most consistently productive and efficient scoring guards we've ever seen. And if it wasn't for Joel Embiid, he'd be winning the MVP this year. But we have a clear number one. Joel Embiid. Straight up snatched the soul of the Denver Nuggets the other night. He's the first guy I've seen in years single-handedly discombobulate the Nuggets offense. Specifically at the end of a game. Just by bullying Jokic off his spots and denying him the basketball. He's the only guy in the league big and strong enough to do it. We talk so much about his offense, but he, it was the defensive end where he blew up the Nuggets in that particular game. On the offensive side of things, though, here's an absolutely crazy Joel Embiid stat for you guys to close the show out today. It is more likely that Joel Embiid scores 40 in a game than it is that he scores less than 30. He has eight 40-point games this year, including two 50-pointers. He has just five games below 30 points this season. He's a runaway MVP, uh, in my opinion, halfway through the season. It's kind of bizarre because I was looking at DraftKings this morning, and they have Jokic at plus 240 and Embiid at plus 250. I was surprised by that. Like, I think Embiid is clearly the better MVP candidate right now. Clearly wants it more. Like, I, I just think it's very, very obvious that Joel Embiid is kind of headed in a freight train in that direction. If, it, well, if it's not for an injury, I think Joel Embiid's going to win the MVP this year. I think he's one of the most clear-cut number ones we've had midway through the season in a long time. So shout out to Joel Embiid. All right, guys, that is all I have for this particular episode. Like I said, recording a bunch of stuff the rest of today that we're going to run throughout the weekend. As always, I appreciate you guys, and I look forward to seeing you um, with the Nerd Sesh guys here in a little bit.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.